time No complications We're both changing How you doing folks and welcome back to another episode of the podcast So in today's episode I'm going to go through basically 10k swim that I did around Holt Head So basically the reason why I did this and the motivation behind it So I'll kind of bring you back to bring you forward a little bit So I've been sea swimming this year um, throughout the year And I've been doing 4 to 3k's almost every day uh, very consistent with it, been very good with the training. Um, obviously, some days don't permit it because the sea is <laughs> mad and mental and you just have to respect it so much. Um, but I, I got some great sessions in throughout the year um, and I calculated it. It was over 930-40k that I've done so far. Um, up to just before the the ten k swim, um, which was a good achievement for me, and I was very happy with it because I always think con- consistency is king, and basically this consistency allowed me to do this event because I I really wanted to do a long swim, um, something long. Uh, it was quite cold in the water just up until about four or five weeks ago, and then it started to change. So that was in my favor as well but I met this guy when I was going down for my swim and he said to me oh you were in for a long time what kind of swims did you do and I told him I did my usual 4k which is from Lower Rock Malahide to the Port Marnock Hotel and back and that's with the tide against the tide sometimes you're against it sometimes so it's a great swim because you basically battle the tide and come with the tide so you get experience of swimming with the tide and against the tide which is always going to happen to you when you're out sea swimming uh, the tide can be your best friend or your worst enemy so that's one thing with sea swimming um, that you have to put yourself in them training situations um, with like that so anyway he came up to me and he said uh, oh geez you must have been going around for, for a while and I said yeah 4k took me about an hour and a half ish and he said I'd love to go out with you brilliant so two of us went out and we did a a nice good swim um, and came back and then he was telling me about the swim around Holt that was like a 10k um, and then he sent me on a picture and just ever since that it kind of was ingrained in my head because I was swimming over in sea point and all the time I'd see one side of Holt so from the Sutton side kind of around and I'd always be looking at Holt while I'm swimming at Sea Point and then now with my new swimming spot in Malahide I was looking at the other side of Holt and I just thought Jesus this this is like too much of a coincidence I have to swim around this Um so what I did next was just put out the feeders every day I'd ring up places and places would tell me, you are a lunatic, get away from me. Um, <laughs> what do you want to do? Why do you want to swim around Holt Head? Basically, the motivation for me, even before anything happened, was to raise awareness around mental health. Um, you know, I didn't want to raise money for charity um, just in that because I thought at the time, it's quite a hard time for everyone I didn't want to be asking for mon- people for money again. I wanted something that would just raise awareness around this because it was 
it was very evident to me that from being with people like Derek Ahern, John Boland, um, Kenneth O'Driscoll, uh, Glenn Murray, etc., that uh, Anthony Brady, I can't forget him, that being open and being honest with yourself and being vulnerable around people. And I'm, I'm going to concentrate on men because that's from where I've came from is being vulnerable around other men, strong, powerful men become vulnerable around you you become vulnerable around them too and it's very powerful and i wanted just to raise awareness around that and to make to basically say that it's okay to have these thoughts it's okay to talk about these things and you need to vent and you need to let the air out like a balloon like i said in the video when i finished the swim and so i think to be honest with you i i always kind of ask myself why did did I suffer do you know what I mean why did I suffer in that way why was my mental health affected why wasn't it good and there's I, I think there's always a reason as to spread awareness around this to say that even me who was at rock bottom who's in a bad place can get himself back up get himself good healthy fit and swim around hotel do you know what I mean it's it's an achievement that I could have never imagined at my rock bottom. Um, and having superheroes around you is one of the most important things to do that. People like Glenn Murray, John Boland, Derek Ahern, Anthony Brady, um, Kenneth O'Driscoll. People like them, they make it all easy. So it's all about who you have around you when you're in that uh, kind of situation and it makes all the difference so yeah that that was the main motivation going into it and then a day before so actually kind of pedaling back um so i was ringing around ringing around then rang this fella hold boats and i said would you be up for uh, following me around but hold head when i swim on a boat and he's like, you are a mad bastard, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> but he was well up for it. He was like, we have a stove on the boat, we have this, we have that. I was like, great, found a mad fella to do it with us. So I rang him then and I said, right, we're going to go at five o'clock in the morning because the tides are going like that. And he was like, holy Jesus, what did I get myself into? <laughs> but um, yeah, just kind of going on something happened well i found out some terrible news just the day beforehand that um my old football coach uh, dan hearn um passed away and my sympathy still go out to family and friends um because i know it's such a hard because he was such a young man a guy with a grey heart just really lended himself to everyone and he was a massive part of my childhood and he was a massive part of who I am today. He developed me at Bose into someone who I was proud of on the pitch. And he'd always push us in the right way. Um, he was one of us. You know, he was a manager that led by example. And I just, my thoughts and prayers go out to his son Mikey um, and his family um, at this hard time. And really... What I wanted to do was honour him with this swim. I found it a day before and I said he would. He was an absolute legend and he loved health. He loved fitness. He loved anything to do about it. And I know he reacted to a few of my stories and we were talking, you know, 
around that uh, about swimming um so i just said look this would be a great thing to do because i know for a fact that he'd be looking down and his name associated with it it, it would it would make a difference and he he would like that you know um so i did that and the family really enjoyed it so um that was one thing that was tough um and i can only imagine what the family had been through so i just my thoughts sympathies prayers actions everything go out to them you know um yeah so basically the, the whole swim is dedicated to dan hearn and just to kind of get into the swim so you need to plan these big swims planning 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 is about 90 percent of that so i planned the tides so the tides high tide was a five so from where i was swimming sutton dinghy club you can't actually swim there at low tide because the tide goes out very far or you can't get a boat in there so it had to be high tide to actually get dropped off there to do the swim so i was there at i said right we're going to get there at five o'clock in the morning swim around um and then the weather we wanted not not much wind not much swell etc so you basically go on the conditions but at the at the same time you're all kind of it's up in the air you have to get out there and see it so when we were going out at five o'clock in the morning on the boat it was quite choppy your man was like geez it might be touch and go but as soon as i got into the water boom grand and i had the tide with me coming up to the bailey lighthouse then the tide was against me it was like swimming on a treadmill i think do you know what I mean? It was mad. It was just getting pushed back, pushed back, pushed back. Constant, constant pushback from it. Um, and it was really, really tough. And then I got around that. Um, only Ken, um, I would have, you know what I mean, been swimming against the tide for hours and hours, you know. But he said to me, look, stay near the rocks because he could see the tide was at a certain section and not in another section and um, so i was kind of staying near the rocks and i was swimming but i must say um it was one of the most beautiful things that i've i've ever done you know Um i started when it was sunrise so sunrise coming up um and then i was passing by the cliffs every stroke i was looking up and i was seeing cliffs to one side sea to the other side I was up before the birds, so then when I got around, and then I was sighting the lighthouse, and then when I got around the lighthouse, there was these caves when all the birds were just getting up, they're diving in the water in front of me, um, I seen jellyfish underneath me, I seen loads of other things, um, and it was just absolutely euphoric, euphoric, sorry, just a euphoric experience, and I've never just been in such a flow in my life just just belting through i could have went for 30 40k just in in that kind of zone you know but anyway we got around the corner got to balscadden beach and then i swam in and derek derek ahern john boland um were waiting for me and we we swam back in um and it would have been nice to kind of get out at the beach but i had to swim back onto the boat and Ken, of course, Ken O'Driscoll swam with me as well. Can't forget about him. Swam with me. Um, yeah, and then I had to swim back onto the boat, get changed, and then come onto the beach. But, uh, 
yeah, it was a great experience and something that I'll always treasure. But I think when you're doing something like that, and we were only chatting, um, me and one of the lads, is y- you actually have to break that goal down. Because if I just said, right, I'm swimming around the whole of Holt Head, you're like, Jesus, this is daunting. So what I was doing in my mind each time is, okay, so Sutton Dingy Club, I'm going to get to the Mortello Tower, see how I'm feeling. Once I get to the Mortello Tower, I'm going to get to this rock that's like in front of me. I could see it jutting out. Once I get to that rock, I'm going to see how I'm getting on. Then once I get to the Bailey Lighthouse, I said, I'm going to take a piss <laughs> and reward myself with that. There's actually a psychological thing in books and with marathons, etc. If you reward yourself at a section of a long distance event, you're a lot more likely to finish it. And a lot more likely to actually enjoy it as well. So basically, I was like, my reward looked very salubrious was pissing in my own wetsuit. But as I got to the lighthouse, I was like, right, just going to have a quick stop, piss in the wetsuit, and then keep going. And I did, and it was unbelievable. It was like heat right through the wetsuit. (laughs) So anyway, swimming around that. And that kind of, that was like the kind of halfway point. And then from there, it was... It was a breeze, you know what I mean? So if you're ever looking to do something, it's chunk down goals and reward yourself when you achieve these chunked down goals. Because a lot of the times people, they do these things and they set these goals and they don't reward themselves and then there's no enjoyment with it and then there's no incentive to get to the next one, you know what I mean? There's no, okay... This I might get another reward. Do you know what I mean? So, um, I think that's a big, massive thing, and it's something that I actually learned from Tony Sullivan in one of my uh, podcasts. And I always learn from each podcast, from each person that I talk to. I take a little bit from them. I take a little chip off them, and I think you can learn from anyone. Everyone has something to tell you, no matter what age they are. And I think that's that's a big thing, you know. But people might, you know, look at me of a certain age and say look sure what does he know i'm 40 or you know what i mean but there's always something to learn off someone do you know what i mean um so i always find in my podcast there's always something to learn from that so i take something from each of them podcasts and i apply it to myself and another thing that tony said was setting precedence in your training and i'm just gonna kind of go into that now with my training you know what I mean it was rigorous hard consistent um but enjoyable at the same time and that's what it has to be um and you have to set precedence for your training as well so with my training with my four if I set out to do a 4k swim I'm doing a 4k swim there's no thought in my mind that I'm giving up at any stage um that's just my mindset because Once I allow myself to get out of the water at a certain stage, what happens tomorrow, the next day, when you go out and you get a bit of swell against you or it's not the best or something happens, then you get out again. Then you get out again. Then you set yourself the standard of giving up and that is when you become complacent. That is when your training becomes lethargic when you start to give up all the time, that's not a zone I want to go into and I've never gone into it and I said, I never will. Look, there's sometimes weather-wise in the sea and stuff that you might have to, but look, I just keep going head down. Do you know what I mean? And and on that, train, my training swims, the 4Ks, some of them were harder 
than that 10k swim. I was on my own. It was freezing. Um, outside was freezing. I remember one day I did the 4k swim. Um, and I was swimming out. And it was just absolutely Baltic. Everything just... My face was just aching. And even the 3k's during the winter and stuff like that. Um, you know, everything was just in bits. Um, the waves as well were just barbaric. You know what I mean? And just getting tossed around um the cold the wind um and then i got out then and jesus um i was getting dressed and then I had to cycle home and my hands were just and i was literally like getting pelted with this wind that i've never experienced it's daggers kind of going into you and i was literally nearly crying you know um but look what them experiences do and them training sessions do is they build character and they basically build a mental fortitude and a physical fortitude so when you get into them 10k swims and you get into them zones you've been there before or if you've been in harder even situations so it makes it a lot easier to get through them situations you know um which is so important so if you're ever doing something big some you need to be consistent with your training and you need to why you need to be consistent is because when you're consistent things will try throw you off that consistency um whether you know mindset anything and when you overcome that it's very special because then in the long say marathon swim etc you then have your support systems around you it's a lot easier so you want the training to be hard and the event to be easy, do you know? So that that's the way I look at it. And, you know, I always go back to saying that I actually done that swim before I even swam it. So I visualised myself getting dropped off at the Bailey Lighthouse. I visualised myself swimming past the Mortello Tower. I visualised myself swimming around the Bailey Lighthouse. I visualised myself doing the whole race. And then once I got there, I was like, this is familiar. Um, you know, I would visualize it on my swims, on my other things. And just going back to that, you know, swimming for me and long distance swimming is a moving meditation. It's something that's after the first 500 meters that there could be a song in your mind. There could be anything going on. You could be thinking, but to, to me, that's meditation. It's all thoughts coming in and out. And then sometimes just being exactly present, water splashing by you, um, you're looking down, the sun's hitting you, there might be rain, there might be wind, all the elements are kind of working with you or against you. Um, you're battling against the tide, for example, you know. That's what it's all about for me. It's about just a place where no one can get me. I'm just alone with myself, with my thoughts, with myself and just saying sometimes it's saying I want to give up sometimes it's saying this is great and it's kind of battling through that and it's like looking out into the water saying geez I really don't want to go out today doing it finish it and saying geez that's amazing you know um so it's a place where I can just be myself totally be myself immerse myself just get away from everything there's no one that's going to call me there's no one that's uh, badgering me out there that's my escape.
that's what makes me feel alive. Do you know what I mean? Um, I hope that you got something from this. If you're looking to do a long distance swim, um, or if you're looking to, to just set a big goal and try and achieve it, um, and now basically the purpose of this swim and getting into it, I always say you have rolling goals because in the past I've set goals for myself. I've achieved them goals and then there's a big drop off because what else is there? You say, oh, I've achieved this goal that I've put on a pedestal for a year or months and then I achieve it and then there's nothing after that. Then you become in a depressive state, in a bad state and you're in a bad way then and you're even worse than before. It's going back to the Tyson Fury effect against Klitschko. He achieved his wildest dreams, something that he's dreamed of when he was a little child. And then he got depressed, went to drugs, drink, alcohol. We know how it goes. But what I always say is rolling goals. What's the next goal after that goal? You know, enjoy your achievement, like I said, reward yourself. But what's the next goal? What's next? What's next all the time? Um, And for me, what's next is Dublin to Waterford swim. So this would be 190k. And this swim was basically kind of an advertisement to show that I can do these big swims and I can do them back to back to back as well and so basically we're looking for boats or anyone with boats or experience at the sea to join us and for a three-week period when we will be swimming from Dublin to Waterford so Malahide to Dunmore East is the the route um, or Dunleary to Dunmarys. We haven't really sorted out right where we're leaving from, but we need a boat or boats to go sections of the way with us and complete this journey. And it'll all be done in the name of mental health and awareness around mental health. Um, and it'll be done for Jigsaw, a youth mental health charity. Um, and we're raising money for that as well. So I really hope you can... Just come on board and support it any way you can. Um, thanks a million.